Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Little High Podcast. I am your ever-present host, Aaron Marcelli. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Marcello. Say hello, Marcello. How's it going, guys? Thank you very much for tuning in today. And we just want to let you know, whether you're feeling high, whether you're feeling low, you've always got a place to go. So welcome, welcome, welcome to the Little High Podcast. So if anybody's listening, which hopefully a couple of you are, because people have told me they want to listen to this podcast. If you're lying to me, I'll know. So anyway, <laughs> big question. A lot of people started podcasts this year. Amazon actually ran out of podcast mics at some point during the quarantine, which is no big surprise. Everybody's fucking bored right now. But why did we start a podcast? Well, I think we started a podcast because there's a lot of wild crap happening and Sally and I have had some wild shit happen to us, especially recently with this whole quarantine COVID situation. And honestly, we just want to share our perspective and hear, hear other people's perspectives as well. Over time, especially with the way 2020 has turned out, we have both come to realize that life really is just a series of wild shit. So we're here to talk about the various pieces of wild shit that make up life. So to start off with some wild shit, I almost died yesterday. <laughs> You want to tell? You got to share this story, man. Okay, so this is I'm going to tell you guys the story of how I almost died drinking Arizona. Now, let me explain something. When I first came to America, like a lot of the stuff I really wasn't vibing with, to be honest, like a lot of like the snacks and stuff. Like, yo, Twinkies are like fucking good. Don't get me wrong. But like nothing else like the drinks. Some shit seemed too sweet. Some shit seemed like it was too heavy. But bro, the first time I paid 99 cents for a can of Arizona and I drank the whole thing. I held that empty can in my hand for a few minutes and I'm like, this is it. This is why I came to America. <laughs> so anyway, yesterday, some Arizona almost ended my life and my time in America. I don't know which would be more depressing, but anyway, it's bittersweet. It's bittersweet indeed. I almost choked <laughs> on a sip of Arizona and literally almost lost my life. Like, it was terrible, right? Because I'm just running around like gasping for air so like choking is the worst experience ever because it literally makes you feel right like air is dlc and you just can't afford it so i'm just running around my house just like trying to breathe breathe like i'm like trying to force myself to throw up it's terrible so anyway i run up to my sink i'm looking down i can't breathe and i think to myself i don't want to die i don't want to die i don't want to die but then in the back of my mind like a kind of voice tells me this is it this is the moment that you're going to end your life. You haven't done anything. You're going to die on your <laughs> in front of your fucking sink because of Arizona. I looked, then I looked up and I looked at myself in the mirror. My eyes were bloodshot. I was choking for air. I looked myself in the eye as I was dying. It was a very, it was a very surreal experience for me. I feel like it's kind of like changed my perspective on some things and like, like Furman's Fermined? Is that even a word? No, Fermin isn't a word. But I think it's made some of my beliefs firm about life. Because, bro, like, this life is short, bro. Like, literally, I could have gone, like, that's a sad way to go out. And that's literally how I could have gone out. So anyway, as I'm staring at myself in the mirror, my bloodshot eyes reckoning with, like, the idea of my death, the thought just kind of, like, slips into the back of my mind. Why don't you just, like, breathe through your nose? So then I started breathing through my nose. And he was saved. And I was saved. I breathed hard, fucking coughed a bunch, just greedily swallowed air. And then 
I went and drank some more Arizona. <laughs> you know, that's actually interesting because, well, no, not the fact that you almost died from Arizona, but, <laughs> <laughs> but like, let's say you did die, right? Not a lot of people die looking themselves in the eye, right? I mean, most people just kind of die and they don't really know where it came from, but it might, that would have been pretty dramatic and poetic if you had if you had died looking yourself in the eye like literally there's like i don't know what it I, it was weird right but it also created a weird kind of peace in me i don't know why because you could see yourself because i could see myself and i'm like you know what maybe this is how i'm gonna go out but i still wanted to live don't get me wrong but i guess it helped me but like the thing about like people f like yeah i guess there can be beauty in death but like now I can say, like, for a fact, when I was looking myself in the mirror, bro, there was no fucking beauty there, bro. <laughs> I looked messed up. <laughs> but I think, I don't know, maybe this is going to be a super transformative and life-changing experience. Who knows? Could be. We'll find out. We'll find out. Time we'll will tell. And maybe you, our one or three listeners, will find out too. So I guess it's my turn to talk about my recent wild shit that kind of put me here so i studied abroad in samoa samoa a wonderful island in the pacific and this was the semester like when covid was a thing so i was out there for about two months i was supposed to be out there for three and a half and um i remember this so clearly it was like it took us just about from start to finish about four and a half weeks to like actually get back home because we were out there and then a bunch of colleges started shutting down, right? So Marist, the college that Sally and I go to, sent me an email and they're like, okay, you need to get home in two weeks by the 25th. So Samoa is a very remote island. There's like one flight to America, to Hawaii a week. A week? Once a week. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I think I got that email earlier in the week. So like, I can't even try and leave till, can't even try and leave till Friday. I've got a couple more days. I got to stress this out. And then literally the next day I was studying through SIT. That whole entire program was like, they got the phone call. They're like, okay, we're also shut down. Everyone needs to go home ASAP, bro. Wow. And now in this process, so again, we were still shooting for Friday. We were like, we're going to get home on Friday. We're just going to fly to Hawaii and then we'll take our connecting flights back. Right. And then somewhere in that week, Trump made that tweet like, raising all international travel to level three or four. So we're like, okay, everyone's freaking out. All these flights, flights were getting super busy and booked up. And countries started like closing their borders up or like kind of locking down. Yeah. And Samoa had just literally experienced a measles epidemic. What? I didn't know. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so I went in the spring and in the fall, they experienced a measles epidemic. And this is kind of weird. A lot of Samoans said it was kind of a blessing in disguise. They have a very lackadaisical lackadaisical or living life by the moment like they plan for today tomorrow type mentality word, 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 word. i'll say tomorrow's problems tomorrow's me basically <laughs> exactly. yeah exactly and um so what had happened was the measles had taught them to take this seriously so they were not playing around bro as soon as they heard about coronavirus and that it was like in asia they were like we're pretty much locking up so they closed off all access like all in and out so we couldn't get out and then my poor academic director, who was awesome for the record, 
tried to get us a flight to Fiji and then from Fiji to LAX. Okay, and so we had booked those tickets and then that got canceled. Wow. Because Fiji had closed its borders. Of course. And then we made one more flight trying to get out. We were going to go to American Samoa and then go from American Samoa to Hawaii and then from Hawaii to like LAX and then from LAX to freaking Newark, wow. New Jersey. Whoa. It was like four flights in one day. And then um, this is the part that I was trying to get at. This is the actually truly crazy part. Samoa is ridiculously religious. And we're all U.S. citizens, and so we're like, oh, we're U.S. citizens. Like, no matter where we are, the embassy is going to take care of us, right? Uh, Not the case. <laughs> <laughs> no matter where you are, you're just a person, right? Listeners, <laughs> like, you got to remember that this life is rugged. This life can be rugged, bro. But, like, wherever you are, you are just a person. And so, but Samoa is crazy religious, and they had actually had a couple of... American Samoan missionary pre like high priest or whatever that had come over. And so American Samoa's border was shut down. Samoa wasn't letting anybody in or out. And American Samoa's border was shut down even to Americans. Wow. Which is weird. It is. But um but we won't address that right now. We're not yeah, we're not even gonna touch on that. No clue what that was about. Um anyway, Samoa was like, we'll send out four flights only to get these missionaries back. And like that's the only people leaving at this time. So pretty much like there were 15 students who were all like, all right, we're in it. We're just going to stick it out. Enjoy Samoa. We're having a great time. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. I was with the most beautiful people in the world. And um, but our academic director had a cousin who was a pilot flying one of those four flights. And she was like, I'm going to make it. She whipped the connection card out, bro. And because my academic director's cousin was a pilot is the only reason we freaking got out of Samoa and we actually ended up flying to American Samoa in a very small like puddle jumper plane with like 15 of us, all of our luggage and the plane was too heavy. So like, we took the quote unquote scenic route. So we were just flying extra low. We got to American Samoa and then we had to stay there for three days, except they were like, when we got to American Samoa, they said, yo, you need to quarantine for 14 days. No arguments. We're like, okay, I can't stay here for two weeks. So there's no way in hell I'm getting back to actual America. Um, so we, after like six hours of phone calls and arguing with them, we ended up <laughs> getting shuttled on a school bus to a hotel. We weren't allowed to leave our rooms at all. There were security guards outside. So we were like, we were inside. Outside everybody's door, just like. Making sure nobody leaves. Cause wow. if you leave, it's like, you're, that's it. You're stuck. You're not getting home because of just all these regulations. I would. Which was really weird, bro, because we were at this hotel and I was looking out into this beautiful beach and this beautiful valley and I wanted to do nothing more than go outside and like be in the sun and get in that water. Um, but I just had to look at it. I appreciated it from the inside. Damn. So bro, if you'd really just like taking that moment, like, you know what everybody else is doing? Like, oh uh, no, I'm going to live in the moment. Mm -hmm. Bro, you'd still be in Samoa to still, this day. <laughs> to this day. Yeah, bro. And then that's the crazier part. The U.S. Embassy, I think they literally just recently got those people out because they were going to send planes, but there was a bunch of tropical storms that they couldn't charter like U.S. citizens out. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Man. It was a wild, wild ride. Like the most fun and exciting, but also like I've never actually been stuck in another country, like really far from home. So that was a really cool experience. And I'm here. I made it back alive, obviously. 
obviously like would you say would you call it a life-changing experience it was absolutely a life-changing experience and what made it even more life-changing now that i'm thinking back bro i had staph infection in my face i had cellulitis, <laughs> <laughs> cellulitis. what wait, wait. how did you wait no pause how did you get a staph infection in your face okay yeah so well this that's honestly it's it's my bad that i got this staph infection I had no idea what staph was, so I had gotten it on my elbow at first, and I just thought it was a pimple on my elbow. And so I like popped it. You're not supposed to do that. And then like it was like a month. I had no idea it was staph. I just had all my cuts were getting infected. Oh. And I was like, I was probably just because, you know, I was walking around in like dirt all the time. I, you know, it was it wasn't like the most sanitary environment. So I was like, that's probably what it is. Um, but actually, one of my really good friends, Romilly, and my girlfriend Ari were like, you know, Marshall, that's staff. You should get it checked out. You should what? get it checked out. Bro, you had that shit for a month before they said anything. A month. Well, they were saying stuff all along, but I was like, no, it's fine. It's fine. This, bro, you really just decided not. Nah, I was vibing. I was being ignorant for bro. sure. <laughs> Wow. And um, I thought I was fine, yeah. And it pretty much went away everywhere. And then I just woke up one morning and half of my face was really swollen. Oh. And so, yeah, so if you let staff brew for too long, it just becomes cellulitis. Wow. And uh, yeah, yeah. my face was fat as hell for a few days, bro. I had to take antibiotics. Pus was coming out my eye. Oh, <laughs> it was nasty. nasty. But luckily, Cause like, bro, you know, like flying on a plane with all that puff would have hurt so bad. Oh, for sure. So in a way it was a blessing in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> we got stranded the extra week for my face to deflate. Okay, I guess we can say maybe 2020 is a <laughs> blessing in disguise. Maybe it is a blessing in disguise. <sighs> nah, this year's been fucking trash. <laughs> <laughs> that's some optimism right there. But nah, that's what freaking crazy man yeah. like, did it, like did it like hurt to like touch your face or like anything like no, that no luckily it didn't hurt it was just really freaky i don't know like anything about like staph infections and stuff like that but bro, that must have sucked yep yeah it was it was just i felt like i was winking and smiling on the left side of my face for like four days in a row bro, bro I literally became a batman villain bro nigga became <laughs> two-faced bro I was, I was sleeping with my my good side down on my pillow my host brother just walked in and was like bro did you just get fat all of a sudden oh my god <laughs> i was like no you jerk i'm fucking i've stopped that but that's crazy well you didn't tell me all these fucking details like that. i know i just you know what it was i like had thought about it so much and i was just like i can't think about this stuff anymore i like just pretended it never happened but it was definitely a life-changing experience and it was it was good it was a good moment it's good to get yourself dirty a couple times oh for sure not like dirty like saying samoa is dirty just rugged yeah. <laughs> it's good to go through some rugged <laughs> this life is rugged bro so you gotta be ready gotta be ready i'm pretty sure everybody else has some crazy shit happening to them in 2020 so we've each just given you all one individual dose of some of the crazy shit that make up the series of events that we call our, life that we call life that molded our personalities I like to think of myself as a positive nihilist. I like to hope for the, I like to, in situations, I like to hope for the best and prepare for the worst. But I feel like as many people have learned with 2020, it is what it is. But Stella, can you expand a little further on positive nihilism? Because nihilism is believing nothing has value. Yeah. So basically like a armchair philosopher's definition of nihilism is this whole idea 
that you know we live in this un this like infinite universe where in the grand scheme of things nothing we do matters in the large scale so we ourselves do not matter and that leads people to be you know uh nothing matters i'm depressed well you know most practitioners of nihilism you'll find them as internet versions or dead frenchmen i find nihilism particularly interesting because of that whole idea of like no hope growing up in nigeria i saw like a lot of like difficulty and coming to america i've seen even more and i think it kind of makes a lot of sense for somebody to have no hope in life but at the same time if like nothing you really do like matters you're the only one who has the power to make things matter in your life i chose i think a couple of years back to try and work on prioritizing the things i give a fuck about in my life and other stuff just like really doesn't bother me and i think it's because i understand that like yeah in the grand scheme of things one day everybody's gonna die but like just because that's a fact doesn't mean it's a problem and I feel like people like mistake like the presence of something as meaning you should let it affect your life. Because like there's infinite questions about literally everything. Literally all knowledge is based on something we originally couldn't prove. As far as we know, like, bro, life doesn't have a manual. We're literally like making stuff up as we go along. That's how everybody's done it. So I believe that like, yeah, in the grand scheme of things, nothing matters and we're all gonna die. So like, just might as well have a good time while we're doing it. Does that like explain it? I'm, I understand it entirely. I think that's a very good way to look at life actually. See, because my personal life philosophy is actually kind of based off Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Bruh. <laughs> the law of equivalent exchange. No, I'm, I'm a big fan of Bruce Lee and I'm a big fan of Yin and Yang. And I truly believe that everything in life is kind of 50-50. 50 50 50 50 perfectly balanced perfectly balanced as, as all things should be as all things should be and everything is push and pull there's no escaping it in my mind and i really think that's how life is with like good and bad any situation you you could argue yin and yang is there oh definitely i kind of understand what you're saying because for anybody who's seen the Midnight Gospel, we both have seen the Midnight Gospel. Excellent show. Huge Plugging fans. it right now. Definitely need to watch it. Like if you haven't watched it, I don't know what you're doing. Watch it. Watch it high. Watch it sober. Watch it whatever. Just the, watch it. Just watch it. The Midnight Gospel brought up to me the idea of engaging with life on life to life's terms. And I feel like that's something you're trying to get at with your philosophy, like understanding that you can't escape. Like life is like an ocean that you really can't escape. Like the best thing you can do is trying to like flow with it is what you're trying to say, I think. Absolutely. And that's actually a great way to put it and live life on life's terms because we're all we're actually super small and insignificant when you when you blow it up, right? But at the same time, we're able to navigate where we have so much control over our lives, even though we actually have no control over life. Yeah. Like you're not the main character of life, but like you're the main character of your own of life. Your own life. Yeah. Like, obviously, that doesn't mean you should, like, treat people like, like it's, oh, no, they're side characters. You need to understand that everybody else has a life as equally or even more complicated as your own. And they're all equally important, too. True. That's the most important thing. Like, we're not saying all lives matter. Don't, like, <laughs> they're, like, discontinuous <laughs> in, like, in that. But, like, I feel like it's important. Lots of people, I feel like, I personally admit that I had a big problem, like, looking at life outside of myself. 
And it's when I began to practice like this concept of mindfulness, like knowing where you're at rather than like where you want to be or like where you wish you could be. That's when I kind of really begin to understand life. Because I don't do like a lot of people watching, but like the first time I came to New York, I was in Times Square and I really just kind of stood there for a while with my family. And I was just like observing people, seeing so many people do different things. And I feel like Times Square is literally like, it's like a really small scale representation of what life really is. Because there's people moving all the time. You really don't, like it's impossible to tell what's going on with everybody. Like you only see like on the surface, these people, like those passing seconds of their lives as they're moving through this crowd of people. That's life. Like our entire lives are these passing seconds and this giant wave of people moving through existence but that doesn't mean your life has any less value and i feel like that's what people fail to understand so when i say yeah nothing matters and we're all gonna die that doesn't mean give up that means get up and do something yeah make your life matter right the kind of pick what you make stuff matter exactly make it happen because nobody can really make stuff matter to you but you if you read like if you really think about it. that's in 100%. my opinion like everybody is like free to disagree and things like that but i think it is really important to embrace the idea that life is temporary i have been i've been recently reminded of the idea multiple times that life <laughs> is temporary and i feel like it's always strengthened my position but do you believe that like the temporary nature of life is balanced like because people die every day yeah that that's that is a hard one for me to to grapple i was actually thinking about this earlier today you know the idea of because the only thing in life that is actually guaranteed you know once you're born is that you're gonna die right absolutely so there is this huge idea of time and of um everything being temporary you know like everything will go bad one not not go bad but expire one day and so i think actually the idea of time it's the idea of um having an expiration date that makes us like because if we had infinite time we were going to be here forever man stuff might actually not matter literally you know but because everything's time stamped we have limited time we have limited access to the things we love and the people we love you know that's kind of what might balance what's important to you but that that's kind of straying away from your question no but like no i'm glad that you said that because the whole like idea of like temporary thing like we live life like basically throughout these like series of boxes like you're born you're in your bed then you kind of like develop your own personality as a person when you're like i don't know 16 17 it depends on the person and then like you literally have like most factors are largely out of your control like you can take control of what you can i do believe in taking control of what you can take control of but like you gotta understand that like when it comes like when it comes down to it you're not really in control and I feel like once you accept that, once you accept that you're literally just this consciousness, like going through all of life's boxes, you like you you like you can learn to appreciate how temporary things are. And I feel like things being temporary make it more important. Absolutely. No, absolutely. And I think you touched on like the biggest acceptance. Like acceptance is huge. And I think that a lot of, i don't know when you think of a lot of things right like people trying to cheat death you know trying to live forever or trying to people try to have so much control over their life even though something absolutely out of their hands might happen right and so the idea of acceptance i think is a really it's a hard one to grasp and it's a hard one to come to terms with definitely but it's the most important in my eyes absolutely you need to accept things 
as they are. It's only when you accept things as they are that you can begin to work towards changing them. That's, that's big facts right there. You see, you can you can try to bend the world or you can bend for the world. But like, you know, like it's without a doubt, life is going to be hard. The world is going to bend you. Mm. Not maybe, you know, if you work really hard, you make a lot of money, become a fucking billionaire like Jeff Bezos. You can bend the world. But like you can make. But like if you try hard against the world bending you, like eventually you're gonna, you're break. gonna break you're gonna snap but like bruce lee says like you gotta be like water literally you gotta be like water. the philosophy in life if you bend with the world you'll begin to understand a level of control i feel like people don't really think that they can achieve 100 percent, 110 percent. like okay we're we're saying all this stuff i just want to remind you but you guys all that were both like 20 something yes right <laughs> and like we act we became like a real like human beings like i don't know like three four years ago yeah so take everything we say with a grain of salt but like but also if you're old and grumpy maybe listen to some of this maybe stuff. listen to a little bit of bring this. you back to some optimism or some some fresh fresh juice fresh blood coming out here every old person was young once and yeah. i feel like everybody forgets it even I, then so yeah in conclusion i just want to say nothing matters and we're all gonna die so like do something about it that about does it for our time today we just want to thank you all so much for coming out and listening as always we are your ever present hosts Aaron Mosele and Marcello and again thank you so much for taking time out of your beautiful lives to come here and chill with us at the low high podcast thank you so much we'll see you next time